home slice audio. Welcome to Doc Talk, a weekly podcast featuring Monument Health physicians addressing medical topics. Tune into your health with Monument Health. Hello, uh, my name is Mark Houston, and welcome to another edition of Doc Talk with Monument Health. Uh, this is kind of the second part of a series that we started with Dr. Luis Hernandez here at Monument Health in Rapid City. He is the uh, he specializes in general cardiology. He's got the interest in heart failure, uh, belongs to the American Medical Association, the American College of Physicians, the American College of Cardiology, the Heart Failure Society of America, too. A long list that means that this guy knows exactly what he's doing and you're the one we want to see, right, doctor? <laughs> Hi, Mark. Thank you for that big introduction. Yes. I, I think it's, it's a lot when you when you start seeing all those things. I love it. I think you should make it short for next time. <laughs> Maybe we will. We'll shorten it up a little bit, and I'll just say he's the guy to see. Um, you know, we talked, we kind of got the introduction to heart failure in the last episode here. Yes. Uh, and one thing we didn't, I don't think, quite touched upon enough before we get into this this topic today is once people are diagnosed with heart failure, you know, their obvious question is, well, how do I deal with this? What What are the next steps? What am I going to do? Exactly. And, and I think that's a very good question. Um, you know, I, I always tell, tell my patients our goal, at least my goal as a heart failure doctor is to, you know, make sure they have a normal life. Okay. And that should be my goal. My goal is, it's, you know, a lot of people with heart failure are older, you know, Old, older pals and 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 then you will ask them so how are you feeling and they will say oh i feel tired you know i feel fatigue and but i think it's because i'm getting older it's not that i mean just because you're old doesn't mean you have to feel that way um so a lot of things has to be related with heart failure and i think that's where this question is important um again with the right treatment you know with the right treatment patients can have a normal life and, you know in average that you have a normal life um what about the treatment i mean most of them is medical treatment most of them is is um is pills, which is important to remember is if your heart is weak, you need a lot of pills, and all of them work together, and that's important to understand. So taking your pills every day, you know, working with your you know, primary care physician, if you, you, know, if you come to Monument, we have our own heart failure dedicated clinic. Um, we do a lot of, um, we have everything you want there. You, we have genetic testing, you know, especially you asked me last time about young people with, mm-hmm. you know, familial cardiomyopathies. Um, so medication is number one thing. We always educate them. That's one of the things I love from Monument is that I have plenty of time to talk to my patients, and I have a dedicated time for education. So I actually spend at least 15 minutes on my best at just educating them about heart failure. We have a book that we had made um, so they can have all the important information. And one of them is the medications. So it is important that they take their medications every time. It is important that there has to be a communication with the physician um, because a lot of times medication has side effects mm-hmm. and people think that, oh my God, I'm taking this medicine and this is how I have to, you know, I feel bad and I have to feel this the rest of my life. And that's where people is wrong. I always tell my patients, if there's something wrong, I need to know because I need to work around it. You know, I need to find a way. We have guidelines to follow. But my job is to make sure they have a normal life, right? Right. So if, they're, if you're feeling bad, if you're feeling this all the time because of your medicine, if you're feeling something wrong, I need to know so we can fix it, you know, and we try to work around it. So I think medication compliance is very important, having an amazing communication. I, I believe in knowing if you know about your disease and you understand about it, I think you, you, it will be easier to kind of bear with it. Um, I always say um, try to involve your family members. 
a lot of these patients will, you know, imagine your heart is weak, you feel tired all the time. Um, a lot of people is independent, and then when they have heart failure, they have this new diagnosis, they start getting into depression. Um, why? Because they feel like, oh, I'm now I'm going to need someone. My heart is very weak. You know what I'm going to do? You know, and, and that's what I tell people. Not necessarily. You know, it's you probably will be OK. And that's why you need to, you know, see a cardiologist, see one of you know, someone from the heart failure clinic. So we can help you to go with that, you know, to cope with that, see how we can help. Um, so involving your family members is very important for me. I, I love when my patients come with someone, at least one of the family members, because I'm, I have the opportunity to educate both of them educate the family, educate the patient. And I always try to make that connection and then explain, mm -hmm. um, you know, part of my job, at least, I, I always say I feel pride about that at, at Bonnyman Health, and that's what I love it, because you have that time to talk to them. I, I, I ask them, like, tell me where you're from. You know, for me, even understanding what do you do is important, because I had a patient who, um, when I first met him, he works during the night and sleeps during the day. Imagine if, how do you tell people when you normally tell them, take your medicine three times a day or two times a day is hard, right? So for us, those tiny details are important. So it's important to let your doctor know anything. There's questions that you, you can't believe they're stupid or they're simple. Right. There's, I, my mom taught me that there's no stupid questions. <laughs> um, so I believe that if you have any questions, just ask. Mm -hmm. You know, it's something very simple. Um, people ask me about activity. You know, because that was going to be my next question is, is exercising then once you get a diagnosis like that? Yeah. So that's another thing, you know, because people think, oh, I have heart failure. I cannot do anything. I should be moving. You know, that's wrong. You know, one of the things I told my patients, even if you have heart failure, activity is very important. Mm -hmm. I really need to know. I really need to know um, that you move. It's not moving doesn't count moving inside the house. Okay. That's make, let's make that clear. Right. Moving inside the house doesn't count like, like moving. Moving is outside. Go and walk your dog. I was going to say dog. something as simple as a walk exactly. or, or anything like that could could pay huge benefits. Exactly. I don't want you to do. I don't want you to run a marathon. Right. I mean, if you can, why not? You know, <laughs> I always say that. If you now, can, why not? That's interesting. Could could somebody? I mean, with heart failure and taking the proper medication. Could they do something that's strenuous? You should have a normal life if you can. That's the idea of getting wow, you treated. Sure. Um, and I always tell my patients, common sense. What do I mean right. by common sense? Let's say that you want to walk two miles, mm -hmm. right? And then when they're at the half of the mile, they feel out of breath for a second. So take a break, rest for a couple of minutes, get back to normal, and then head again. You can lower your pace. My post, there's always, there's always a way for you to do you know, exercise, you don't have to stop. You need to have your normal life. I have, I have um, a lot of uh, grandmas, you know, that mm -hmm. they want to follow their grandkids. <laughs> right. You know, and I said, they asked me, can I run behind it? Yeah, why not? If you can, obviously, common sense, right? Yeah. Uh, that's, okay, those are, those are the steps that, you know, you, you should take once a diagnosis is made. And, and again, I like the fact that you do focus so, so much on communication because, like we talked in the last episode, you hear the word heart failure and you're like, that's it. It, it's done. You know, my life is over. Um, but having that open communication to make people feel like we're going to take care of this. You know, we're exactly. going we're gonna to get through this. Um, I always tell them you're not alone. Yes. And that's and I think that's what a lot of people need to hear. Um, of course, uh, a lot of people know we've all been through the last two and a half, three years of a global pandemic. Right. And it's been uh, it's it's been stressful in a lot of different ways on people's hearts, I think. And what we wanted to talk a, a little bit about for the rest of this podcast is COVID and heart failure, because I, I think that in certain situations, people think, well, it's it's the flu. I feel this, you know, I feel a little stuffed up. I'm a little tired. 
Um, but if you let's start with if you already have heart failure, COVID was was certainly not welcome. Right. Exactly. Yes. It's, it was, you know, one of the things that we at least knew, you know, people mm-hmm. who had um, cardiovascular disease or any kind of heart disease, you know, people who have high blood pressure, obesity, those patients were the high risk group, right? It's still the high risk group. Um, and, and saying that people, patients who had heart failure, they're a very special group, okay? Because just by having heart failure and getting hospitalized, your risk of death is higher than mm-hmm. a normal, normal population. Um, I think this is important to differentiate them. Because we need to know that people who has heart failure already, who had already a diagnosis, if they get COVID or they contract COVID, the risk of mortality is even higher. Because again, you already have, uh, it can be a weak heart, okay? Mm -hmm. Or it can be a normal heart, just stiff. And then now you get COVID. Um, Sometimes it's even hard to differentiate COVID versus heart failure. There's some tricks that you can do because both of them will give you out of breath, right? Mm -hmm. Right. Both of them, a lot of people can have, lay flat because they really are, you know, starving from air, gasping mm-hmm. from air. So, you know, how, you know, you probably heard, heard how um, scary it is you know, just to know about COVID. Mm-hmm. So the difference is probably COVID doesn't have leg swelling, um, you know, but heart failure does have leg swelling, right? right? Uh, the other, another one of the differences, for example, the cardiobiomarkers that we use for heart failure, they can be positive in both in COVID. So sometimes mm-hmm. for us, it's exactly, is that's how hard it is. So it's, it's about clinical decision. It's about, you know, your right. physical, your history, and kind of deciding what is the right diagnosis. So it's kind of hard. Um, and again, just by having heart failure, mortality is higher when you compare with people with no COVID. Sure. So if uh, if you catch COVID, then if if you're a normal, generally healthy person, and you end up with it, can that lead to a type of heart failure? Yes. And oh yes, my. yes, that's that's one of the most complicated parts that we have. As I mentioned, diagnosis is kind of similar. There are some things that you know. How do how, how do we differentiate them? And again, you know, the swelling, the shortness of breath can be the same. The biomarkers can be the same in both. Um, but for example, uh, fever, heart failure doesn't cause fever. So the, again, it's important for us to kind of know what it is. What if you had never had heart failure? This is the question. Um, and the question is, will you develop heart failure? Yes. The answer is there is a chance. Um, everyone is different, though. Mm-hmm. You know, fortunately, there's not a lot of people. But do we have a, we have two types of people who can develop, um, they can develop heart failure. We have a group called myocarditis, which is an inflammation of the actual virus in the heart muscle. And that can make the heart weaker. Okay, so the virus goes into the heart muscle and make it weaker. But this is temporal. So most of the time, we'll recover with a couple of weeks. We do have something else called viral, um, you know, cardiomyopathy, which is the muscle gets, again, the virus again, but this affects the heart probably forever, you know. Mm. And there's a lot of people who develop heart failure, like, you know, they're in the 20s, Mm -hmm. and they have what we call a viral cardiomyopathy, and the heart will be probably 20s for the rest of their life. And then probably they will require a transplant in the, you know, very long future. Oh, boy. Um, Now, with with the type of of, uh, uh, disease that COVID is, you know, it's uh, it's a virus, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, It can be similar to, um, uh, I don't want to compare it to a flu virus, but yep. it's, it's another virus type. Now, can 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 something like the flu do that to your heart as well? Can same. They, really? Same. The difference is COVID mechanisms are a little bit different from the flu, but they're the same. So we do have this group called viral myocarditis or viral, uh, viral uh, cardiomyopathy. So all the virus itself can cause this. 
the difference oh, is the, the mechanism from COVID is different from all of them. Okay. So COVID is very special in all the senses. Right. Uh, why COVID is special? For example, COVID can increase your risk of clots. So you can actually have a clot in the lung and affect the heart. Not necessarily means that the heart is having a problem. Is you had another organ affecting close to, to the lungs. Lungs and heart work together, right? Um, you can have clots in your main vessels of the heart. So you can really have like a heart attack, you know, caused by just increasing the clots from COVID, which typically flu doesn't do that. Like right. the normal flu doesn't do that. Okay. okay? Um, affection in the virus is almost similar. But we know now that COVID actually can cause the muscle of the, of the heart to die, the cell to die. Really? So it can make the heart fibrotic or make it the heart harder. So we know now that like the flu doesn't do that. Again, mm -hmm. it can. Mm -hmm. Everything can, right? But the COVID is, is very special. It, COVID can affect other organs, you know, at the same time that it's affecting the heart. So COVID is it's, it's kind of, you know, a Boy. very special thing. I hope it uh, can well, go quick. Yeah. I don't it, think it's going anywhere. Though. No, I agree. Um, I think, uh, yeah, that has to be just such a challenge. Um, you know, when you're when when something like COVID pops up, um, uh, you know, how do you, how do you guys how do you find that connection? I mean, where does that come from? Do you are you? I, I don't think I'm asking the question as well as I'd like to, but you know, this a pandemic with a virus pops up and you're uh, the heart doctor. How how does that work? So so. In theory, we don't see them directly. You know, there's right. always been seen by other physicians. Um, when do we get called, for example? I sure. guess that's the question. Yeah, there you um, go. Typically, um, again, I told you COVID can cause a lot of things positive that are positive in the heart. Mm -hmm. So when you have direct a viral, um, you know, kind of direct viral invasion, I guess, to the muscle, um, the heart will suffer and it will leak something called troponin, uh, which is an enzyme that we look for when you have a heart attack. Okay. So sometimes we will get called because they say, oh, the troponins are positive, you know, and, and obviously, again, depends on the clinical scenario. Probably it's just the direct invasion instead of a heart attack. Mm -hmm. Or we will get an ultrasound. Most of the time when that happened, they will get an ultrasound of the heart. We talk about how diagnosing heart failure before. And that ultrasound will show that the heart is weak. And then when we see that the heart is weak, um, that's how we get called, and that's how we get involved in the middle. Got it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I know you touched a little bit earlier. You, you, you mentioned the word um, pumps, and I know we had been talking a little bit before the podcast started. I, I was curious to whether or not uh, transplants were available. That must be a very—you uh, you must have to have uh, a pretty special facility— in order for transplants, uh, they're not just at every hospital in every town. Obviously, you got yep. places you got to go. Um, but you were talking about pumps and the ability, uh, or, or that ability coming soon to Rapid City, and that's got to yep. be a pretty big deal, isn't it? I know, I know. It's you know we're <laughs> still planning on it. Um, we're we're kind of planning for twenty twenty four. Okay. Um, we want to give the patient the opportunity to get better treated. I believe that we are in a very strategic region in the sense that all my patients come from everywhere, you know, yeah. far away. Well, you get so um, many small town mm -hmm. people that, you know, maybe don't have the ability to get to Denver, to Minneapolis. Exactly. To and that's my point. The closest basically will be Denver. Oh, sure. Uh, which is almost six hours and a half driving. Yep. Um, then the other one will be Mayo, which is like 10 to 12 hours. Mm -hmm. And then the other one will be Omaha, which is another 10 to 12 yep. hour driving. So, and there's nothing in the north. So, right. <laughs> so, so we're planning to see if we can be the first you know, hospital in South Dakota because not even Sioux Falls doesn't have it. That would be so amazing. So that would, I think will be and, a new thing. And rumor has it you might be the guy to be leading this, correct? Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> that would be fantastic. Yes, yes. 
Uh, Elgato well, Laos. You know? <laughs> yes. This, uh, again, has been a, a, another really uh, interesting conversation with you, Dr. Hernandez. And I know we want to have uh, one more sit down with you. Uh, I think... I think the, the, the diabetes is probably, it's, it's one of the biggest factors, isn't it? Yep. As far as heart failure goes. And I know, unfortunately, it affects a lot of people around here. Yeah, it's um, a very common disease. Yes. So uh, I think next time we talk, doctor, I want to, let's talk a little bit about that and how we can make people feel comfortable uh, here in Rapid City with you at the helm and, you know, uh, th- that it can be taken care of. All right, let's do that here next time. See you next time. Yes, thank you so much. It's Dr. Hernandez. This is Doc Talk with Monument Health. Doc Talk with Monument Health is recorded live at Home Slice Studios, hosted by Mark Houston, edited by Russ Haddon, engineered by Chris Jaquis, and produced by Kelsey Kinney and Rob Henry.